Happy New Year! Or as Eddie Murphy would say, Happy New Year to you. I hope you have a great 2024. I hope that you get what you wish for. For me, number one, it's health. That's it. Start there. I can build off of anything else, but without your health, you don't have anything. So to the man upstairs, thank you for everything. I hope all of you have good health this year, and let's do it. Let's do it. Get those dreams. Get those uh, wish lists going and, and, and go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. All right. What do we got on the rock stops here? This gentleman, big, strong, professional wrestler, WWE superstar, is one of the most, he's the nicest, he does for others gives back more than anyone I think that I've ever come across. And that would be WWE's Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil, I've known him for a long time. Don't have a chance to see him that much, but usually at some type of an event or if there's a charity, he's there. Uh, he's a great father. He's got two sons, a daughter. He is an influencer. He is an entertainer. He is an ambassador now with WWE, still gets in the ring, still looks fantastic. But just from where he came from, and he mentions it here real quickly. Now, where, where did I see Titus? Among, amongst or among all those celebrities at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. It was the first day of legalized uh, sports betting, uh, craps, roulette. And they, they flew in all these uh, big names and there was a red carpet and I didn't even know he was going to be on the red carpet and here he comes. I'm like, ah, oh, Titus O'Neil, my man. And then I got some stories after that, how I remember when he was first coming up with FCW, Florida Championship Wrestling, trying to make it. He was a former football player turned wrestler. And uh, so he was there at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino what it means for him. Very, very interesting. Just a good guy. It's very short. It's on the red carpet. And then I got stories. And I want to talk about this new year, different things that I've seen, end of this football season now as we're rolling on. Oh, my God. I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end. But anyway, without further ado, here he is. Tremendous, tremendous man, Titus O'Neill. The great, the great Titus O'Neill. What does this mean? What, 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 what do you think this all means here, Titus? And you're a Tampa a guy. Yeah, it means that uh, Hard Rock's going to be able to give me a little bit more money in the foundation. Uh, they pour a lot of money into the, uh, into the community. They do a lot of amazing things. And, uh, you know, for those that enjoy live sports betting, uh, they don't have to go a long ways now, uh, away from here to, in order to do that. And craps and roulette as well. Uh, it's 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 really good for this environment, this community, um, in more ways than one. Like I say, I I've been a recipient of the the uh, philanthropy that this organization has done on several occasions, and so to know that they're going to be able to even put more into the community um, because of what's going on here today. Uh, it's it's pretty exciting. That's awesome. You still are very very. You're so heavily involved, man, in giving back. Where does that come from? And you don't tire of that? No, definitely not. I'm grateful every day uh, to have the opportunity to give back. Uh, product of a rape. Mother had me uh, had raped at 11 years old. Had me at 12, and uh, 
was homeless at points and told I'll be dead or in jail by the time I was 16 and I got an opportunity to go to the Florida Sheriff's Boys Ranch and it was the generosity uh, and the dignity of others that helped get me into this position so the only way I'll ever be able to pay them back is not with a check but also to go out and put that dignity in it and that, uh, and that, uh, that love and support that they gave me back into the world. Do you still last one? You still love wrestling? You still? And how does your how's your body? How does your body hold up, man? Uh, my body's holding up great. Uh, yeah, I'm the global ambassador for WWE now, and uh, don't have to wrestle as much. But when I do get in there, I'm I'm excited about being able to perform and things like that. And now getting ready to do some movies and film as well. So yeah, so I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, definitely WWE has definitely helped me in a lot of ways. Uh, to become a better man, to become a bigger uh, celebrity, and and uh, and to become a, a, a proponent of change as well. Last one, piece of advice on success in life. What is your best piece of advice, Titus? Aim to be not only successful but also to be significant. Success is for ourselves. Significance is to leave a legacy of what people know that you've done for them uh, and for others. Uh, throughout your lifetime. That's what people will remember. They won't remember the most successful person in a certain business or a certain sport or stats or statistics, but they will remember how many people you've helped change their life. You're a great man, Titus. Thank you so much. Congrats on your son and everything and your kids. Yeah. Thank you. So I get this. Titus O'Neill, as he mentioned there, his mom was raped at a, such a young age and she got pregnant she had Titus Thaddeus and he I mean it was homeless and the Florida uh, sheriffs the youth ranch that's how he was able to you know try to get on his feet and got help and he just he, he's incredible incredible oh my god so check this out he played football at the university of florida he was good not great wasn't gonna make it in the nfl he ended up playing some arena football and then he turned to pro wrestling he gets in gets a tryout gets in wwe and back in the day they didn't have now what they have in Orlando. They have this training facility. They learn how to cut promos. Dusty Rhodes used to work there. Uh, well, I no, I got the Dusty Rhodes story with, with where Titus was. Back in the day when Titus was just coming up, trying to learn his craft, trying to trying to get to that main, the main show, WWE, they had in Tampa, it was in a warehouse. It was in like a, an old warehouse, not far from the radio station where I started, near Gandhi Boulevard, Dale, South Del Mabry and Gandhi Boulevard. You never know, know it if you pulled into the parking lot. It was called FCW, Florida Championship Wrestling. And they would be weeded out. There's a lot of guys trying to make it. It wasn't easy, wasn't fancy. They had a big back room where they had a couple of different rings. Not fancy. Steve Kern, who used to be in WWF, and he was the really the guy that was running it. Wasn't Triple H, like Triple H now runs the, you know, he did the NXT and this and that. And 
So my coworker, Roxanne Wilder, I was working, it was Bay News 9, but slash Bright House Sports Network. And Florida Championship Wrestling, you know, they would train these guys and girls to be the WWE Divas. And they were just learning their craft. And then they would put on shows at this same facility. And it held, I don't know, 50, 60 people, maybe, something like that. Had a ring. Small little thing. They had cameras. They shot it. And they they broadcast it. They were looking for a place to put it on. And so when I was at Bright House Sports Network, again, part of Time Warner slash you know, uh, the spectrum now, what it is, charter uh, sports. But anyway, Bright House Sports Network, we had a little uh, local sports station and they they put those shows on our network. And we would watch it. Beyond, it was never live. It was, you know, tape delay. And so Roxanne Wilder, who was a coworker of mine and a good friend, she went to FCW and did a feature. She did a feature on the divas that they were training. And she ran into Thaddeus. His name is Thaddeus Bullard. And he was just trying. And I remember her coming back and saying, oh, he's such a nice guy. You know, he's trying to make it in wrestling after football. I think they're going to give him this name, Titus O'Neil. And, you know. Who knows if he'll make it? Man, he's certainly built great. You know, he's got a great look, physical. So we'll see. And that was it. It wasn't like, I think at the time, uh, Seamus was there. Uh, there was a lot that, that you know, were trying to make it. So one day, I went over because I knew Brian Nobbs. He's one half of the Nasty Boys they had the Nastyville School of Wrestling. They were WWE, WWF tag team champions. I was friends with Knobs, Sags, and they used to, they really were friends with Steve Kern. And Steve Kern even let them use one of the, the canvas or, you know, f- for a ring and stuff like that, maybe some equipment, da, da 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 And so one day I had a break in the evening and I was working right down the, you know, down the street, not too far, right over the bridge. And I said, I'm going to go to one of these FCW shows. I just want to go to one of the shows. And so I didn't say anything. I bought a ticket. It wasn't much. And I just kind of like stood off to the back. Like I got there because I was supposed to be still working that night, but it was like a dinner break. You know what I mean? Uh, on local TV. And, uh, Steve Kern came out and saw me and he's like, Hey, and I didn't really know Steve that good just through knobs, maybe one time. And they were so happy that I was there that they took me in the back and I went through the curtains and I went back and I remember dusty Rhodes was back there in what was like they uh, they have this thing called the gorilla position. That's where, that's where uh, Vince McMahon is always. And it's like calling the shots. And I was just very interesting to see how it was run. They brought me back. They were introducing me to the wrestlers, to these guys, young guys trying to make it. They were like, oh, this is a local TV. This is the guys on TV. He's a TV sportscaster. And these young guys who were trying to make it in wrestling, they were being overly nice to me, thinking that maybe I had some influence or something. I had no influence. They couldn't have been nicer. And it was really something to see. And I wish I could remember all the names. Some made it, some didn't. 
Some ended up in the independents. Some ended up in TNA at the time, TNA wrestling. That's when Hogan got in there and all that jazz and da-da-da-da-da. But it was just really neat how to see, you know, these guys learning their craft. The, the, uh, the sisters, the twins, I believe, came through FCW that ended up having their reality show, the one that dated John Cena for so long and all that jazz. And it was really, really cool. But it's just amazing the raw talent and learning the craft. It is a craft. I know, oh, it's fake. Oh, it's... No, the way they have to land, the way they have to work to the camera with the audience, the way they have to cut promos, the way they have to entertain... Uh, and getting beat up and learning to land the right way, hit the right way, calling matches. I mean, it's a it's a freaking craft. I saw a lot of it behind the scenes, and it's just amazing. And to see Titus become a global WWE superstar, but more importantly than that, like what he said, what is your legacy? When you you know success is just for yourself, but legacy. What have you left? That's for others. What have you done for others? And here's a guy who was homeless. He didn't have a family like, and, and, and look at where he went, you know, and just, he's incredible, man. And it was just really, really cool to see. So thank you, Titus. You're, you're a great man, honored to know you. And you're one of a kind. You are one of a kind. All righty, what else is happening? We are here at the end of the football season. We're getting into uh, last week of the regular season here, and then the playoffs start. I love it. I actually love wild card weekend. There's so many teams in. They're fighting. You lose, you go home. I love it. The college football playoffs, you know, we had the semifinals. Now we're going to get the final. But the bowl games, it's changed. It's changed. Now, let me tell you. I was like you for years. Oh, my God, the Eater Bowl, the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl, the, you know, the, the well, there's the Pop-Tarts Bowl. That, you know, that got a lot of publicity online and all that stuff. But, I mean, I was like, there's, so, there's too many bowls. There's too many bowls. That's what I used to say. And then when I started covering some of these bowls, I've always covered the Outback Bowl, and they do a fantastic job for the community, how much money they give back. Now it's ReliQuest Bowl. That's here in Tampa. But when I started talking to some of these coaches, and it's like, look, man, this is, this is an opportunity for their kids to play another game, to go to a different city, to get a swag bag, to be treated like royalty, meals and trips and yeah, they would go to the hospital and see kids that are hurting and stuff, but also like in Tampa to go to Bush Gardens, to have Beach Day, to to have Splitsville, to, just to give them an opportunity, man. It was like their, you know, uh, their gift. How many of these kids are honestly going to make it in the NFL? The percentages are so small, so small. It's one or two superstars, and then maybe you'll make it. You know what I mean? And so, but now it's really changed with the opting out, not playing. And look, you know, I was in the supermarket today and a guy had an FSU shirt on and something about getting ripped off and da, 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 da. I said, oh man, you know, your nose and the bowl game and they were going to be playing Georgia and, you know, da, 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 all the guys opting out. And this guy is just a fan 
It was at my supermarket, Publix. He's like, you know what? I don't blame him. Coaches are making five, ten million dollars a year. They could leave. These kids used to be punished. You know what? When I would go to these stadiums, you go to big games, you go to SEC games, you go to Michigan or you go to Ohio State or you go to Penn State, you go to the Swamp, you see 80, 90,000, 100,000 fans. Look at all the money. And and what are the kids? The kids are not making anything. So it's changed. It's just changed. Kids can get on the internet. Hell, there was a kicker for UCF in Orlando back when I was at Bright House Sports Network. And I remember we did a feature on this kid. This kid was a YouTuber right before, right at the beginning when YouTube was taken off. And he wasn't allowed to monetize his YouTube stuff because he was a kicker and you're not allowed to make any money. And even though it wasn't in, you know, and, and the kid decided to like quit college football because he was doing well with YouTube. I actually don't remember his name and I don't even remember his YouTube channel. But. Kids nowadays can make money off of TikTok, Twitch, if they're gamers. My son is a computer graphic artist. He makes money off of kids from around the world. They all want their pages to look good. He does these things for their avatar and they spend money and they all, you know, and they all think that they're going to make it big though. But they have that uh, that chance. And it's just like, so life has changed. It's different. The thing that did get me, because this was the first year, seeing these bowl games, seeing these kids that decided to not play, but yet they're at the game and they're on the sidelines and they're in street clothes where their teammates are playing a game to try to win for their school, like university. Like, wow, man, you know, that's, it's just, I don't know. It's got to get used to it. Got to get used to it. But it's just different. It's just different. Another thing that's different. Downtown Tampa, downtown St. Pete. So many young people. The rents are expensive. Booze at bars, food, inflation. Everything is so expensive and these are kids. How are these kids? Where's this money coming from? How are they affording this? Blows me away, but it is what it is. Like I've told you, I've asked my son, he's 25, going to be 26 or he's 26. And I said, you know, Hunter, what about like working for like you and your friends? You guys work for like $13 an hour? No, no, we won't. No, really? No. And they all, you know, I guess, are, are they, is everybody making money on the internet? You know, it blows me away. The thing I know, especially around Amelie Arena is where the Lightning play. They have concerts and we call it Vinnickville. But Jeff Vinnick, the owner of the Lightning, has, uh, he's built all around Amelie Arena, this beautiful building, the Heron. That's where Ric Flair's living. Uh, the bars and restaurants around there, they're, uh, they're upscale and the grounds are beautiful. There's no palm trees. The diff- they wanted to have a different look, not a beachy look. And the time and effort, a very green, beautiful area, Water Street. It was the Water Street project. And when I go to Lightning Games, you walk around there, it is unbelievable. And so many young people are living down there. 
Where are they getting their money? Because the rents are so expensive. Condos are so expensive. The thing now, too, is white sneakers. Pearly white. You got to have white. I didn't know this whole thing until I did a show with Martin Gramatica, the former NFL kicker, Automatica. His sneakers, when we would do a show, his sneakers were so white. I said, Martin goes, yeah, you put them in the washer and uh, dryer. Yeah, all the time. I was like, wow, you really have white sneakers. And then going to lightning games, parking in that garage, walking several blocks, all these young people just happen to notice that's the thing. Your sneakers got to be so clean, so white. <laughs> just uh, for whatever reason, my daughter just got some new Nikes. Got new Nikes for Christmas. I said, I'll help you keep them clean. You got to keep them clean because she was, she didn't know about this thing now. But anyway, it just blows me away, but it is 2024. You got to be on board or you're going to be behind. And it's just how it goes. But uh, the bowl season has just changed. It's just changed, you know, and I found myself realizing there were so many of these players were opting out that I wasn't. I wasn't invested like, you know, I just wasn't other than the, 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 you know, the semifinal games. And now of course the national championship game coming up, you know, those guys aren't opting out, but who knows, who knows, you know, and everybody's transferring. The one thing that is hard for me, it's going to be rough is life is hard. If you want to make it, there's no easy way. You got to put in the time. You got to have the passion. You're going to have shitty days. You got to plow through them. Look at the bigger picture. But with the transfer portal, I mean, there's going to be things with your program, just like your job. It's not going to be great every day. And it's like, okay, it's, oh, this sucks. Oh, he's playing favoritism over here. You're going to have a boss that sucks. And it's like, all right, I'm transferring. Man, you had a successful year. Your numbers are pretty good. Nah, I'm, I want to go over here. Like the grass, the grass is not always greener on the other side, right? Am I right? I've, I've fallen victim to that so many times. Oh, I'll leave here. I'll go to another station. Used to always be like that. Oh, man, I can't wait to get out of here. I can't believe they're doing this. Oh, why are they concentrating so much on this? High school, Who who's watching this? This is a waste of money. da 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 da, da. Okay, got it pretty good, you know. I I never took it for granted what I was doing, um. But I like my. I've told you guys, my wife, you know. I've said many times, oh, I had a fun job. Wasn't that hard, you know? This and that. Well, I must have done. I must have did something right to last as long as I didn't get paid what I got paid. Must have been doing something right. But she's always like, get a real job. You haven't ever had a real job. This and that. No, I mean, you know, I did have it good and I admitted it. And I never took it for granted. That is one thing I always said, this is a great life. So I never took it for granted. Never did. Never did. But this new day and age where you can just transfer. Now, I don't think, you know, because coaches used to be able to leave and they get recruited by this coach and the kid gets there. He's there for one year. And now the coach is gone. Now a new guy's coming in. He might not have a vibe, or this new guy might not think that he's any good. Then I understand you should be allowed to transfer. You shouldn't have to sit out a year. 
Why should that ruin your career? Because that coach left. That isn't fair. So I, I, I think it's fair that kids can transfer, but it's getting to the point where if the tough get, you know, if it gets kind of tough going, boom, I'm transferring, I'm leaving. I'm going to put my name in the portal. All right, let me see where else I can go. It's going to be better. Sometimes, a lot of the times, man, it's not that much better. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, there you go. All right, so the holidays are over. We're now, I'm actually like, good. It's exhausting. It's, It's kind of exhausting. Don't you agree? Like for Christmas, you got to get the tree. You got to put it up. You got to decorate. You got to put the lights up. My wife was on me because my daughter really wanted the lights, really do it up on the roof. And, and oh, geez. And, uh, you know, the pressure was on this year. You know, I've done a half-assed job a couple of years. Some people love it. Some people love it. I, I like the season. I'm not a ball humbug. I like the season. But it's just like, it's extra stuff that you got to do, <laughs> you know? And people get stressed out and then the presents and then the spending of money and then the eating. So when I had my gallbladder operation, I don't know, is it three years ago now, maybe something like that? Almost died. Lost 40 pounds. I was, I was a good 20 pounds overweight for me. My, my, my weight, at 5'10", I should be about 185. I'll be honest with you. I was like 205. I don't have the frame. I should not have been 205. And I was resigned to the fact that I'll never be 185. Because I can't stop eating. I do have a sweet tooth. I admit it. Blah, blah, blah. And so when I got this gallbladder uh, thing that happened to me, and my numbers, my it stopped my liver from functioning, there was a blockage. It was rough. I had the surgery. I lost 40 pounds and without trying. And, and then I was too skinny. And I slowly put it back, but I, I don't eat as big of portions. And I am about 185, right about where I should be. Feeling good, probably looking better than I have. Not age-wise, skin-wise, this and that. And that's father time. You look at it. I looked at a picture the other day, just from like three, four years ago. I'm like, damn, I'm aging. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. So, did I tell this story in the podcast? My son is 26. My daughter, freshman in high school. Hunter lives with his mom. He comes down now and then, not far, 20 minutes away, and. My daughter told me this story. He looked at our wedding picture from, I don't know, 17 years ago, something like that now. No, 15, 16, 17, might be, 17. And uh, he goes, well, you know, Emily is aged a little bit, you know, but uh, dad, (laughs) really? Really, eh? Hunter said that? Wow, I have aged that much. But, but, But anyway, my point is that I got right to about 185 and I've stayed with that. I really don't do cardio. I I know I should. I go to the gym. I lift weights lightly. Don't go heavy. I want to look decent and I'm fine with that and I'm good. 
Well, this holiday season that just finished, I have eaten way more. I was going to get on the scale at Publix. I bet you I put on about another seven to eight this, yeah, this holiday season. So I got to get that back off now. Are you the same way? I saw a, I saw a tweet from a, a woman the other day said, if I see another sweet, a cookie, a dessert, I'm done. I'm finished this holiday season. The food spreads, the desserts, they are, seem to be everywhere. Am I right? Uh, and it's just how it goes. It's just how it goes. I remember a friend of mine, Jeff, he used to be a board up at 970 WFLA, and he used to say, every winter, I always seem to put on a little bit more weight. You feel like you need it to stay warm, even in Florida. That's another thing, too. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I can't. I have I, I, a couple of people. Oh, I'm about ready for this cold weather to end. Like, come on, man. We sucked it up with so much heat and humidity all year. No, I will never say that. We put on the heat here the first day or two because my daughter and wife were cold. We haven't put it back on. Hell, I don't even have my winter. I got a winter coat. It's up in the attic from moving here. I still haven't brought it down. I mean, in a couple of days, it's been in the 40s in the morning. And maybe it gets, you know, 52. I know. If you're not from here, you think that that's so warm. But here everybody thinks, you know, if I get a woolen cap, I can sit out in the driveway and drink some beers. I'm I'm good, man. But again, I'm just walking with a light, like light little uh, sweatshirt. And that, that's about it. I'm good. But I'm ready now to get into a rhythm. Let's get going. The holidays are done. I got to take down the lights. Got to do that. My daughter and wife are away. They're coming back here in another night. Maybe I'll give my daughter something to do other than being on the phone. The Fizzone, that's their, that's their entertainment, man. That's how it goes. So there you go. Um, I still have got like, oh my God, I got all these leaves in the back. I haven't touched the backyard. I've been dealing with the front. It's coming along now. And I got a whole bunch of trees. There's I great line. A friend of mine, Jeff Hoyt, when it would be summertime here in Florida, he would always say, It's so damn he was he's born and raised. It's so damn hot here. My wife thought he's kinda of, borderline's on redneck. It's so damn hot here. Who wants to do any yard work now? Who wants to do stuff around the house now when it's ninety five degrees and ninety percent humidity? You wait till the winter for that stuff. Then I remember I would go down to his detached garage, we'd drink some beers outside there, and it would be nice weather. And Jeff, and, and Jeff goes, yeah, man, it's beautiful outside. It's too nice. Who wants to do any kind of work now when it's this nice out? <laughs> so I've used that many a time. But I do got to get out there and in the back and rake and oh, there's we all that stuff and you know who wants to do that and i'm looking and i said it used to be because we only moved we moved we moved into a new house we've been here about six months and i looked at the backyard and the owner prior didn't do anything we got a lot of trees there's a little bit of woods back there a fence and everything's overgrown and i'm like oh i gotta get to that once it gets nicer once the weather gets nicer jesus christmas it's now new year's and we're already in January. Before you know it, it's going to be March, April, and it's going to start getting too damn hot. I better get on it. So stay with me. Remind me. I got to get on it. 
Uh, I was looking the other day. It just came up in my feed last week. Birthdays. LeBron James. Happy 39th. 39th? What? I had to do a double take. Like, on the same time, Tiger Woods turns 48. Well, that doesn't surprise me. And Tiger Woods has been around so long. That sounds about right. But I didn't think LeBron James was 39 years old. It really, and he's just a big man. It isn't like he, you know, and all the pounding, the running, and the way he plays all these years, that's incredible to me to still be at a high level. I know he spends a lot of money with trainers. Did I tell you the story when we went to Los Angeles this summer? We took a vacation. My wife, Addie, myself. Hunter was out and about. He's hard to narrow down. He doesn't he doesn't respond to text. Oh my god. Oh my god, he misses this and that. Uh but he's, you know, he's 25, 26 years old, you know. So anyway, um we went to Los Angeles. We had a hookup. My wife's father when he was going to medical school, he became friends with this girl, woman. She ended up moving out to Los Angeles, had a, a very successful practice uh, skin doctor. Worked on a lot of people, had a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. Very successful. She married a man that was in the entertainment industry and still is to this day, Poncho, a d- movie director in film. Uh, he said he made a lot of money. His star back in the day, Charles Bronson. Now, you have to Google his name because that's, a lot older, but anyway, and she had a house, little house in Santa Monica that we could use. She just bought it, second house. Oh my God, we had a hookup and it was tremendous. And I drove my daughter and my wife all around, hit all the spots up in the hills, the Hollywood sign, uh, Santa Monica Pier, the Grove for shopping. There was another place And I was just taking them, you know, and driving them around wherever they wanted. I got to go to the Rainbow Bar and Grill, had a couple of beers there, met the owner. Very cool, down to earth. For me, that was my spot. Rock and roll, the whiskey a go-go. I parked right in front of the Viper Room, you know, that that whole thing. So it was a great, it was a tremendous trip. So she said, why don't we go out to dinner? I want you to meet my husband. And we were staying at her. It was her second house. She called it a small house, but it was nice. I think she paid like 1.7 mil, 1.8 mil for it, you know? And uh, nothing fancy, but nice. We got a hookup. So we go to her house with her and her husband. And we were driving. It was all around by, we're going past UCLA. We're going past the golf course where they were having a the PGA uh, golf event like the next week. Uh, she took us a little bit through Beverly Hills. I was, we were already familiar. Oh yeah. We have, I've been to movie junkets in Beverly Hills. So I was very familiar with all that. West Hollywood, the whole bit, blah, blah, blah. And we're going up a mountain, a big hill. And she was like, Oh, believe it or not, Justin Bieber lives there. Now from the street, 
you cannot tell. Like the community here in Tampa that's gated is called Avila. And it's where a lot of the big money people and stars live. This is very unassuming. This was not a gated community. It was in Los Angeles. You're going up a hill. She's like, Olivia Newton-John lives there. Jim Carrey, the comedian, that's his house. Oh, we go past and there were another house. There was two. And again, from the street, you would have no idea. These houses were big and had such a view. You wouldn't know. It really, honestly, it looked unassuming. There was a black Escalade and another black Escalade. And a couple of brothers standing out there just BSing. And they said, that's LeBron James's house. And I said, really? LeBron James lives on your street too? Yeah. And he has security. Those are his security guards. He has 24-7, day and night, black Escalade and a security guard at the foot of his house, like at the, on the street level right there. Unbelievable. But I was like, wow, LeBron James lives right there. Anyway, 39 years old. Doesn't that, isn't that, doesn't that blow you away? Where, where, where's the time going, right? You know what I'm saying? Where's the time going? So anyway, um, I just wish everybody, I wish you all, just the very, very best in this year. I'm on a positive vibe right now and things are clicking. Opportunities are coming my way a little bit. And I think it's just because finally I have not given up and I've been out and about and grinding and we shall see. We shall see. We shall see. We'll leave it at that. So I wish all all of you, you guys are helping me because when I started this podcast, so what are you doing for? Oh, trying to make money. Well, it's very hard unless you're a big, big name to make money. Oh, uh, well, I want to build my brand, this and that. I wanted to do it just to stay active and current in this market. And I've always wanted to, inter I love interviewing people that have made it. I like telling stories. I like trying to be give it all and kind of be honest to you. And just that was it. That's my goal. And for those of you that have stayed with me and listen every week, I am giving you the vibe right now through your speaker that you have the best 2024 of your life. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm pushing it through to you. I just hope you have a great, great new year. Let's try to stay healthy and do the right thing and have fun. Have fun. Have fun. Because if you know you don't do the right thing, you know you're going to pay. But anyway, have a great, have a great uh, week. Have a great year. And I'll see you back here. Oh, and we got a, I am going to be doing something a little bit different. I'll tell you about it in the next episode. I'm going to be out and about still going to interview those that have made it to the top. Still going to just tell you stories, but we may have a spot. I'll explain. Let's, let's, let's do this again next week. All right, guys. Happy new year.